Denver Broncos have been flexed, but the Biet, the DNVR Broncos podcast has not been flexed. Wow. We are coming to you live <laughs> right around the start of our normal time. Got held up a little bit by yep. the Broncos themselves, but I'm Zach Stevens, joined by my guy, Henry Chisholm. Ryan is off doing some business stuff. Who knows where? And right now, Henry... We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, wow. where if you place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, and they do, you get $150 in free bets. So in order to take advantage of that, make sure to use promo code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Henry, yesterday, right after we did our pod, the news comes down. What we thought was the big news of the day, <laughs> that the Broncos have been flexed out of Sunday night football and they even flexed Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs out of Sunday Night Football because the Broncos are just that bad. Yeah, that's a killer. I mean, you saw it coming, uh, yeah. which is kind of crazy that we could see that coming. You mentioned it. They flexed the MVP favorite, <laughs> the Super Bowl favorites, out of primetime because the Broncos are so bad. And yeah. I mean, it's not just that they're bad. Is that they are also scoring 14 points a game. Bad and boring. They've been bad on national TV yeah. so many times. Yeah. That's yeah. got to factor in. You know, it's not like this is the first time they were going to be on Sunday Night Football. But yeah, I mean, it still sucks. It still sucks. It's still embarrassing. Yep. And Nathaniel Hackett today uh, said along the lines of like, yeah, it's what happens when you don't win games. And it's also what happens when you're bad and boring, especially on the primetime games that you've uh, already been on. Broncos have had four true primetime games so far, Henry. They're not only one in three. The real kicker is the Broncos themselves are scoring 13 points a game. Oof. And the real kicker is that the games the Broncos have been in are averaging 27 and a half total points. So wow. we're talking about 14 and a half to 13 <laughs> in the four games they played on. The NFL's like, no, 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 no. We'd rather have, you know, a 40-point mm -hmm. blowout where at least there's points being scored than the Broncos becoming a meme week in and week out. Yep. And the way that works is CBS and Fox both get to protect games. So they have whatever half that they have that, <laughs> that they get to broadcast on their networks. NBC doesn't get to just go pull whatever they want from right. the rest of the schedule. They took the Chiefs out of prime time, yep. probably without their top two choices to do it. Right. Um, and it winds point. up, it's it's the Dolphins at the Chargers. I mean, it's a good game. Who it's isn't going to want to watch game. it? Yep. They're going to put up a bunch of points. Both teams are, I think, both in the playoffs as of right now. I think the Chargers have a tiebreaker over the Patriots for that last spot. But I, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Because you don't want Russell Wilson there when you can have who would tag Valoa, and you could have Justin Herbert. Who would have thought a couple years ago that the Dolphins and Chargers would be replacing the Broncos and Chiefs? Yep. And if I told you that it was the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, MVP candidate, you'd be like, oh, no, don't tell me how bad of a position the Broncos are yep. in. And that's where we're in now. But, Henry, we thought that was the news of the day. We did. And then it comes out later, a report from Tom Pelissero. Really, really, I think, potentially ripping this team apart. And what he said, well, actually, you know what? We have the clip of exactly uh -huh. what Tom Pelissero said. Let, let, let's listen to it right now. One of the, the things that I've consistently heard about it is Nathaniel Hackett, for everything that's gone wrong and everything that people are saying about his job right now, he has not lost that locker room. Russ has lost some people around that team. He has lost some people in that locker room. Can he right the ship here? Uh-oh. So not only 
do we talk about Nathaniel Hackett, who has not lost the locker room. So that that's kind of yep. a softener and showing like, hey, I'm not just throwing everyone under the Broncos or uh, of the Broncos under the bus. But Russell Wilson has started to lose some people on this team. Hank, that is really, really bad. It is bad. It is bad. You wonder what exactly is going on. You know, the, the way he said it, he's lost some people around the team, lost some people in the locker room. You know, it's Tom Pelissero. You have to trust what he says. Like, it's not coming out of nowhere. No. Um, I, uh, it's, it's, it's tough to get a read on. I mean, you, you think it's some, probably a couple people in the front office don't think that this is going to work out would be your read there. Um, you know, Mike Florio said last week that the ownership group, they're very tight-knit. You don't get m- much out of them. Right. I don't think it's the owners that that's not my read, but no. you probably say a couple people in the front office. You would guess a couple of defensive players are, are who he's pointing at. Um, and, and again, it, there has to be something there. I'm not, I'm not ready to full-on hit the <laughs> panic button or anything like that as we get a comment at the exact same time that says time to blow it up. <laughs> um, but, but, I mean... <laughs> It is something. It's definitely not nothing. Oh, it, it's absolutely something. And, Henry, there's so many different things that this means. Yep. And the, the first thing that I think of, typically, when I think of this, uh, of losing the locker room, typically uh-huh. it's talked about uh, with coaches that are about to lose their job. And yep. and it typically, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was, you know, this coach has started to lose the locker room yep. in this city. But no, instead it's Russell Wilson losing the locker room. And as we've talked about and dissected, especially just yesterday, the Denver Broncos cannot just move on from Russell Wilson easily, if at all, after this. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can say, okay, well, he started to lose the locker room, move on from him. You can do that with Nathaniel Hackett, but he's not one that's yep. losing the locker room here. So typically... When you use this phrase, losing the locker room, it means uh, that major change is going to happen with mm-hmm. the person that has lost the locker room. And as Big Honey says, time to blow it up. You can't do that with the person really, who nope. is being reported that that is starting to lose the locker room. And then, Hank, it also comes on the heels of the Broncos, not just losing and falling to 3-8 and eight on the season, but it comes on the heels of Mike Purcell running over to Russell Wilson, or kind of going out of his way Mm -hmm. to go to Russell Wilson and yell at him. And what they said was said was, let's effing go, let's get this thing going. You can believe that if you want or not, but either way, he was yelling at Russell Wilson. Typically, Mm -hmm. that's not something that you do if you you love a guy. Now, some some of the times that can happen, uh, but these things are adding up quickly now. They definitely are. Again, you just have to go back to where does this come from? Probably talking to somebody in the front office. That's probably a piece of it. Um, in terms of the player yeah. stuff, there could be something from agents as well. Yep. And those are kind of the two sources. Is either it's players' agents who are saying this. With the th- people around the team, though, that has to be through the front office, I feel like. So, so you, you make a really good point. And Tom Pelissero and why this, yeah. why this you just cannot let go and just shake off and say, ah, it's just a reporter. Yes, he has not been in the Broncos locker room, Mm -hmm. but you don't actually hear of these these things being in the Broncos locker room um, all that often, at least. Maybe you get one one bit here or there. So I don't discredit him for not being in the locker room for for this report. But another thing is Tom Pelissero, one of the most connected uh, reporters, national reporters, one of the most well-respected reporters in the entire country. Tom Pelissero, also good connection with George Payton. 
a very good connection with George mm-hmm. Payton. And, and we saw it when George Payton took over this job for the Denver Broncos uh, because George Payton built up a good relationship with Tom out in Minnesota. When he came here, you know who started breaking a lot of news for the Broncos? Tom Pelissero. Yes, he did. You can connect the dots there. So <laughs> I'm not saying it's George Payton coming out and saying this, but for Tom, what, what I am saying, though, is I'm not going to just discount this and mm-hmm. say it's uh, it's a guy that hasn't been here. No, because Tom Pelissero knows what he's doing and is very well connected. Yep. You can't be too surprised that it's happened. I mean, outsiders, what, 80% of people at this point think Russell Wilson is just washed? Is, yep. that, is that like a fair number? It's right around there. He, he now, was actually asked about that today. He sure about was. About him being washed. And he said, he was. he said something along the lines of like, I'm not even going to talk about that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> which, is, which is the right call. Like that is the only thing you can say in that situation. Because obviously you don't say, yes, I'm washed. And if you say, I'm not washed, that's the headline. Right. Then right, everybody's right, tweeting, right, right. Russell Wilson. I'm not washed. Right, right, right. Like, and, well, and then, and then on top of that, what's funny in classic Russell Wilson fashion, because mm-hmm. he he talks a lot, and there's nothing wrong with that. He says, "I'm not going to talk about that," and then goes on to say, "I'm, you know, I'm as in good of shape yep. as I've ever been. I'm, I'm as mentally sharp as I've ever been." Yep. The minute the word "washed" comes out of his mouth, whatever whatever yeah. else is in that sentence is now the headline everywhere. Yep, exactly. It's the right call. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh, how how could there not be a few people? If 80% of the outsiders right. say, like, yeah, he might just be done, then there's got to at least be one or two people in the locker room who see what's going on and say, eh, I'm not so sure. And again, I'm not sold that Russell Wilson's just done as a quarterback. And I, I think you have to... I'm, I'm not ready to make that decision regardless of what happens after this season. you got to give him another year. Obviously, the Broncos have to give him another year. And I think that's what, I mean, this is just the start, you know, it's just the start. If this continues for the rest of the season, then all of a sudden there might be a few grumpy people. Maybe somebody demands a trade, who knows? Um, but then next year is where things could really just spiral out of control in my mind. Well, Henry, you say this is, this is just the start. And in one sense, I definitely agree with you, but the report continued and may maybe it's not just the start of this uh kale if we could get the next clip stunned that it's been this this bad and not only that now you got defensive linemen yelling at him melvin gordon early in the season giving him the eyes on the sideline i know he's gone but still that was the first indication that these teammates at least publicly and i say publicly because privately we were being told early on these guys were looking at him side eye when he was doing all his kinds of goofy stuff all off season in the training camp, right? He just Hmm. Early huh. on in training camp and in the off season, guys were already looking at him side eyed. It's not a big surprise, um, because we were kind of being like, Oh, okay, you're gonna you're gonna do this, you better win. Yep. And if you win, it's all going to be okay. But the fact that now this is kind of this is another step in the early on process, mm-hmm. but I think this is the the potentially the later step in the early on process where now this thing is boiling. Now is it going to boil over or are Russ and the Broncos and Hackett and George Payton going to be able to keep it, uh, get, kind of keep it below the edge? Because right now, now that a report like this comes out, it is boiling over into me, Henry. This this could be the start for uh, for everything to fall apart, and th- this is very concerning. So let's talk about how this can be reversed. 
how -hmm. this can be taken care of, how Russ can win over his teammates again, and also not just that, but now this is being talked about around the country. How how can he get everything to just kind of calm down? Nothing's ever going to calm down with Russell Wilson. That's just the nature of Russell Wilson. It's People are going to talk about him, regardless of whether it's good or bad. He's just the source of a whole bunch of headlines. That's what happens when you're a $250 million superstar quarterback. Um, really, though, I mean, there's two options to, to stop things from getting worse or to, from the locker room from fracturing or whatever, but it's pretty simple. You either just got to win or he's got to put up good numbers. Mm. If you win, everything goes away. If you put up good numbers, you're probably winning anyway, but then things go away. It's really that simple. I, I don't think, I mean, maybe you could say like, yeah, you can spend more time with the guys in the locker room and take guys out to dinner and all that. At the end of the day, it comes down to, are are you playing good football or not? And if the offense doesn't put up numbers, of course, the defense is going to be frustrated. Yeah, I think there's kind of two routes that that Russ can take. Not just Russ, but the Broncos and Russ can take in order to make this better. And I say better because I don't think this is ever going away. I think once this kind of arises, it's never going to go away. And so the two things I look at, I look at the Seattle Seahawks. What happened with him and his 10 years in Seattle? Because this isn't the first time we've heard of things like this. Mm -hmm. We've heard it before. The Broncos traded for us. We heard it a couple years ago. And in Seattle, things like this, we're kind of getting to the surface. Mm -hmm. But they would win. So it would bring it down. So that's the number one thing. If the Broncos win, everything's going to be better. And especially this sort of drama is just going to go under the surface. And it's going to be okay. And you you can keep that under the surface for five, six, seven years. They did it in Seattle for that long, and then stuff started to come up, and then stuff started to come up, and then things weren't going well, and then old teammates were piling on, and we saw it a ton with Russ this offseason where teammates were, former Seahawks teammates were just crushing him for things, and we're just going to continue to see more of that. So when and with this group, with this team, you're going to be okay. But you're not really going to get away from that this year. No. Broncos, really tough schedule coming up. Maybe win two more games this year. Maybe. So you're going to have these storylines and, and this boiling and this tension throughout the entire offseason. If you start winning next year, you start hot, those things will be calmed down. But it's going to be very interesting to see the route that Russell Wilson takes this offseason. Does he take a step back with some of his social media? Does he take a step back with the Let's Ride and his brands, because we've already seen him take a step back from the Let's Ride, and someone in the comment section said that doomed him from the get-go. As it turns out, yeah, it it really did. If the Broncos were winning, though, Henry, he'd be saying Let's Ride after every game. He'd be saying Let's Ride uh, after every single press conference. Everyone would be saying Let's Ride and embracing it, but it didn't and because the the losing really hurt that. So that's, that's one thing that will help. But again, I think it's going to take a year, potentially, for that to help. The other thing is something that's kind of out of Russell Wilson's control. What do the Seattle Seahawks do with some of the players that really didn't like Russell Wilson? The uh, Legion of Boom. Mm -hmm. They kind of just started leaving the team. Seahawks said, we have our quarterback, and we're going to take him over. We're going to take our young quarterback over an aging Richard Sherman, over some of these other guys. We're going to let these guys go because this is a problem, and we have to stick with Russell Wilson. 
Well, the Broncos have to stick with Russell Wilson. They are yep. tied with him. So let's say, because I agree with you, I don't, I don't think that the entire locker room is no, out on Russell Wilson. Not. I also am not going to say Tom Pelissero's report is wrong, saying no. that there's not some people out on Russell Wilson. And if those people kind of start elevating to the scenes and, and we hear reports of uh, Richard Sherman or you know an equivalent of Richard Sherman fighting and screaming at Russell Wilson during mm-hmm. practice, they, they've got to go. And even if it's a really good player, because I don't think it's Justin Simmons of the world. I don't think it's the Pat Sertan. So I, I don't think you're moving no. on from those players. But if it is, you are talking about Russell Wilson, who you're tied to, or someone else. You got to get rid of that drama. Totally. Totally. And I don't know. I, I still don't think this season it's going to rise to the level of shouting match. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think we're going to see anything come to the extremes. Um, it's just what happens when you lose though. And I think it's, it's a lot easier when Russ has kind of turned himself into the, like he's a brand, not a person. Yep. You know, that's, that's been kind of the movement among athletes for who knows how long, like the last five, 10 years in particular, but like ever since Michael Jordan, where it's like, I'm not just this guy, right? I am Russell Wilson and I need to look this way and brand myself this way. And that means that, when you win, it's easy just to like glorify the person. I mean, LeBron James, where he's not even seen as like, oh, he's a really good basketball player. It's LeBron James. He's unbeatable. Right. Like he's the best who ever lived. Like you worship the ground that he walks on. And and Russell kind of lives that sort of lifestyle where he's treated almost like a king, where you have all the people who go around. You're on the private jets. You're showing up at events. Um, you, you have the social media team to to push out that that you're on a private jet to Wimbledon or to wherever. Right. And that also makes him a target when things go wrong. And I think that really makes him a target online and nationally with just casual people saying, oh, there's that guy again. Like, boo, you become an enemy instead of, you know, you're you're a villain, not a hero. But in the locker room, I'm sure that that wears on people too. Just like, oh, there's Russ going and doing his thing. And it would be kind of annoying um, if if he if he's not winning again, if if it's LeBron, people are gonna love LeBron and playing with LeBron because he wins. And when you're Russell Wilson trying to do the same thing, but you're not winning, it's like okay, go tweet, go do whatever. Again, I, I'm I'm confident that it's only a couple people who are saying like, yeah, it's kind of annoying that that guy's doing that. And maybe it boils over into Mike Purcell saying, hey, whatever he says on the sideline occasionally, um, that one time. But in terms of big picture everybody's I mean I don't think there's like group chats where people are saying like oh this idiot sure is it's annoying to be around him I don't think there's conversations there are too many conversations there's not groups of people saying like oh do you see what Russ did again today maybe maybe it's a couple linebackers we're just talking it's like yeah sure suck that he did that maybe it's a couple corners or maybe it's whoever but I don't think that it's some big widespread thing at least at this point you better hope not because if it is in year one that is a disaster russell wilson responded to all of this today and let's hear that after we tell you about a few ways to help your own health and the first one check out our friends over at athletic greens it's a great way to start your day take a scoop put it in water eight ounces stir it up 
has a nice little lemon taste to it, and you are getting probiotics, vitamins, minerals, uh, so and antigens, so many good things that help your body, especially start the day. It's a great way to get your day kicked off. It'll give you more energy, get you better gut health. Uh, it'll optimize your immune system. Instead of taking pills and vitamins, you get all of that with the Athletic Greens Scoop. And it's cheaper than your daily cup of coffee, so it's affordable as well. And if you use the code DNVR, or I'm sorry, if if uh, if you go to athleticgreens.com slash Broncos, mm-hmm. you're going to get five free travel packs on top of a year's supply of immune-supporting vitamins. So check them out over at athleticgreens.com slash Broncos, where over 7,000 people have given them a five-star review. So check them out, athleticgreens.com slash Broncos. Yep. Uh, and also get on over to Chiba Hut. Uh, we have Chiba Hut at the tailgate. I tried it for the first time. Um, it's it's really good. They're really really good mm-hmm. sandwiches. I I don't know. I had gone into it thinking, you know, it's a sandwich. Like you put some meat on it. There's some vegetables. It's whatever. It really is good though. And I'm not really sure why. I'm not an expert on that sort of thing. But I can say it has my stamp of approval. And uh, it's a it's a local business, so you can feel good supporting them. They've been around since 1998. You've got the different desserts. They've got all the 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 beers and the cocktails and and all of that sort of stuff on top of the sandwiches. Not literally on top of them. That'd be kind of gross. But uh, mm-hmm. if you want to uh, stay in the loop, head over to ChibaHut.Colorado. Um, again, C H E B A Hut dot colorado on instagram and you can uh see what's up there and check us out as well over at ddnvr.com become a diehard where you're going to get exclusive discounts you're going to get exclusive merchandise you're going to get discounts to every single thing you even mentioned the tailgates you're going to get a discount to the tailgate exclusive merch which we've got coming out soon you get it all by being a diehard in fact you even get the opportunity to leave your comment on this podcast, which we make sure to read in the third segment of the pod. So make sure to check us out and also check out the DNVR bar. We've got great deals going on. Those diehards get 15% off with their when, when they come to the bar. So check us out. And then also check us out and check out our work over at thednvr.com. Henry and I have each already posted yep. a piece today. And also want to give a shout out to everyone tuning in live on YouTube. If you are, please hit us with a thumbs up, subscribe, turn on alerts so you know when we're going live tomorrow. <laughs> Likely going to be a different time, so make sure to hit that subscribe and alert. And then also we really appreciate the thumbs up as well. And if you're listening on mm-hmm. iTunes, Spotify, any podcast form, hit us with a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. Thank you all so much. All right. I said mm-hmm. Russell responded. Let's hear his response to all of these, this drama reports today. Russ, you, you talk about the locker room. The NFL Network reported yesterday that, that you've lost some players in the locker room. How would you respond to that, and have you noticed that at all? No, I mean, I think that, uh, first of all, uh, you know, everybody wants to win. We all want to win, you know, and uh, nobody wants to win, you know, more than me and this team and what we want to be able to do. I think also as well, uh, I mean, i got great relationships in that locker room. Uh, so whoever is trying to tear it down, uh, you can't, you know, I think that the best thing about it is is that it's been an amazing journey coming here, moving here, being here. Uh, guys like Cortland Sutton, guys like Justin Simmons, guys like Dalton Reisner. Um, watching a guy like DJ Jones, who I used to play against, you know, several times a year, uh, you know, a tremendous football player, you know, different guys, you know, Kendall Hinton, how he's stepped up and stepped in as, as a friend and so much more. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, all these guys. I can go down the list, Sabi, um, you know, guys up front. You know, this is a great, great team. You know, and we got a great players. I'm, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to play with this team and these guys. Um, you know, and so, 
you know, it, there's always noise, especially when things aren't going the way that you want it to um, all the time. And so the thing is, is that uh, you, you don't you don't bat an eye. You know that you know the, my biggest goal every day um, is, is to is to continue to to try to lead at the highest level um, and to to be consistent every day with my approach to never change and not let um, the highs of life, uh, you know, change you and not let the lows just be consistent with your approach and knowing that I love these guys every day, man, and, how, and who they are, what they're about, um, you know, and, and how they impact this community and what they've done. Um, you know, it's a blessing to be on this team, and I'm honored to be a part of this. I've got great relationships in that locker room, so whoever is trying to tear it down, you can't. How about that response? Nice little line yeah, there. There it is. There it is. Here's a game though. I'm gonna I'm gonna name a quarterback. Okay. You tell me if you think a couple of guys on the defense have talked some shit about him, or if, like if this report re- report could be true about that quarterback. Okay. Um, Zach Wilson. Well, of course. Yep. I mean, it was very Easy public. One. I mean, just yep. the most recent report that we heard about players going against their quarterback before this Russell Wilson one was Zach Wilson. There you go. Um, let's see. Carson Wentz started the season in Washington. Potentially, maybe not in Washington, but over the years, yes. Yep. Um, Mac Jones? No. No, don't you don't think, think so? so? It, too young. He he's been fine. Interesting. He's okay. Been good. Um They made the playoffs last year in his rookie year and now they're in the playoff hunt. You said they're tied they with the Chargers. Yeah. They yeah, benched yeah. him for a bit though. I mean, hasn't been perfect. Uh Kyler Murray. Um definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um Daniel Jones? Probably throughout his years. Probably. Probably winning too much this year. He's a close one. Uh, Marcus Mariota? Uh-huh. So yep. wait, so so Henry, because I imagine more of the names are the same. Exactly. What? Tell me the point you're trying to prove. A lot of teams aren't happy with how their quarterback's playing. Okay. And a lot of people probably get fed up with how they're playing. You're right. You know? You're right. You're right. But that scares me because oh, of yeah. the names that you Most talked of them about. <laughs> Russell Wilson, the only guy who that has a big contract there is Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. and I was a very skeptical. I think a lot of people were very skeptical of yep. the deal they gave him. All the other guys, I mean, you're talking about backups last year, backups That's this true. year, guys that are changing teams because they're not good enough. That's not who Russell Wilson is. That is true. He was just paid $250 million. The Broncos gave up 2 Top 10 picks, two second round picks, three starting players in order to get him. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It, he's not unique to this criticism, but I think in the situation he's in and the type of player he's supposed to be, he is. What about Aaron Rodgers? Mm, that, that's, that's a, a tough one. That That's an interesting one. Yeah. And that is a guy who. It's very similar. And that is a guy who you said, or not, not just you, but a lot of people said. Man, he's a damn good football player, but do you want him in your locker room? <laughs> yeah. So you're right. I mean, it, it and, and obviously for very different reasons. Uh, and and I honestly don't know what the team, what his teammates think of him. Yeah. I know what the outside world thinks True. of Aaron Rodgers, and it's, it's quite tough. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I I don't know exactly what his teammates think. Maybe maybe Matt Stafford. I don't know. I've never I heard anything. Yeah. Um, no. But uh, like when things go bad. And he's been playing poorly. Man, like, you could imagine guys Detroit, saying, like, I don't though. think he has it anymore. But in Detroit, he not in Detroit, never no. came up. And like, I I'm think, thinking this season. I think now his body's just deteriorated. That could be. But I still think you probably have a couple guys in the locker room saying, like, like in, the, in these words, like, they've gone against him. Like, they, they don't think he's the guy. 
Like the, you know, potentially, potentially, I, I would yeah. say you have some of that. Yeah, yeah. So, so the 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 feeling and vibe that I yeah. got from you, Henry, is that don't don't buy too much into this. Is that right? I, I think that it's probably more common. That sounds. I mean, you definitely don't want to hear it. There's there's a lot of me just thinks like, of course, this is true. Like, of course. Yeah. Like, how could how could people not be at least yeah. like a couple of people not be frustrated with how right. He's played, and and that kind of gets amplified by maybe a couple of his habit, habits. Right. Who knows if how much of that's even a part of it? You know, there was... Uh, I'm not sure if we have this clip, but the other thing that uh, Tom Pelissero brought up was uh, just like the, the the Broncos knew that that they were what they were getting into with the, the social media and that sort we, of stuff. We do have that clip, okay. and let, let's hit it right now. This was, uh, this was some more insight into what the Broncos knew and didn't know. Talk about all those, you know, just the, the social media posts and just all the things kind of around him showing up wearing his own jersey for the first day of training camp. Not John Elway's jersey, his own throwback Broncos jersey. But here's the thing. A lot of that stuff went on in Seattle and it kind of, you know, bubbled below the surface for a long time. The Broncos were aware of it. They did their homework in the process. But what they're thinking is this is a guy who's going to go to a new environment. He's going to be hyper motivated. We think that we can capture what he was as recently as the first half of the 2020 season, get him with the right coach, also a super positive guy, Nathaniel Hackett. This thing is going to click, and we're going to roll from there. When things then go sideways that quickly, this was not an organization where, remember, in the early days in Seattle, it was very much Richard Sherman's locker room. It was Marshawn Lynch's locker room. It was not Russ's locker room. So he got to not have to be that number one leader. It was only in his later years in Seattle that he kind of assumed that role. And at that point, the young players coming in were just looking up to, oh, this is Russell Wilson. There's photos of him on the wall hoisting the Lombardi trophy. This is the guy. You go to Denver, you don't play well out of the gate. That's when the questions begin. Everybody knows how much money you make, and they see the post that you're putting up, win or lose, and they're seeing the memes of Broncos country, let's ride. Well, the Broncos just simply thought wrong. They thought he was going to come here, uh, and they, they weren't wrong yeah. about him being hyper-motivated, but it's essentially what Tom's saying there is the Broncos thought, and George Payton, let, let's mm -hmm. put it on who it is, thought that this was going to be a winning team, and those things, mm -hmm. just like we talked about in Seattle when you're a winning team, you, you get many years of winning where that stuff doesn't matter. That mm -hmm. stuff slides under the rug. That stuff doesn't bother people, especially here coming from a losing culture, immediately going to a winning culture, guys would be like, yeah, we'll put up with whatever we've mm -hmm. got to. Our, our quarterback's corny. Who mm -hmm. cares? But then you go three and eight, and you're still in the world of suck mm -hmm. that we've been in. And the the Broncos thought wrong. And, and something that concerns me uh, big time with this, Henry, is a guy very well tied in with George Payton mm -hmm. says the Broncos knew, they did the research, they knew all of this. Mm -hmm. They're getting it. Yeah, right but now. how could how could they not know? Everybody knew what they were getting into. Everybody knew that that's who he was. Again, like I just don't think that's a problem. Like I, I so you I, don't think all of this is a problem? Uh, I mean, I mean, like the football on the football field stuff is a problem. The guy, I'm, ta I'm, I'm talking about the the losing the locker room stuff. I'm talking about off the field. Yeah, stuff. I just don't know how much the losing the locker room has to do with the off the field. Like I just don't know how much I buy into that. Like it doesn't help. But, but losing the locker room is, okay, uh, off the field. I was referring to that as lo losing the locker room is off the field stuff. I don't think it is. I, th you think I think that's it's on the field? I think it's because of how he's played, yeah. 
I think it's because of how he's played. I think. Well, yes, no, no, no. But I, I was classifying losing the locker room as off the field. Things. Oh. Yeah, but I, I guess no. See, I think of it as like the fact that he wears his own jersey. Mm-hmm. Who cares? The fact oh, that he posts a picture of his so. big truck. I don't I, care I at don't all think what so. he wears. I think Tom Felicero kind of pointed out like that's like. Oh really? No, no one's ever. No one ever wears their own jersey. I don't think it's that weird. I don't think it's that weird. Like the fact Whoa. he's posting things on social media, he's like the, what, the wearing his own jersey thing. It's the same thing. Let like us, same picture let as us the know truck. in the comment section. Did did you think that was just a little bizarre? Yeah, but I mean, would that be something that you actually care about? I just don't think anybody actually cares that much about it. Um, I think it's 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 those things that just keep getting stacked up and stacked up and stacked yeah. up. For four months plus a losing environment surrounding it. Yeah, I mean, but like in terms of social media stuff, like I don't, I don't think that would make you lose the locker room. You know, I don't think anybody in the locker room is like, oh, there's a video of Russ in his suit again. And I mean, it just doesn't feel like that would be all that relevant. I mean, if, if you're talking about reasons why Russ might have lost the locker room, why people maybe don't want to show up to the the Tuesday State of the Union stuff, if that's like maybe how you quantify it, it'd be because he's on pace to throw what like thirteen touchdowns this year, like yep. it'd be like that has a million times more meaning than what he posts or you know the the Bible quotes or anything like that. It's, in my it's, mind, it's it's certainly uh, both of those things tied into each other. You think the, so? The, the, there's, I, I think so. Yeah, oh. I think the off the field stuff, uh, but definitely, like I said, if you win and you play well. Those things go under the rug. Definitely. So yeah, the winning and, and Russ not playing well is certainly the driving mm-hmm. factor for this. Um, but Henry, you the more we talk about this, the more I get from you that him losing the locker room in this report, if it's true, mm-hmm. and fair to say that yep. if it's true, um, isn't that big of a deal. Is that fair? Uh, it depends on like just the, the spectrum of what you're, compared to Russ being bad at football this season. It hardly matters at all. Like, the big concern is that he is struggling. Um, in terms of, like, does it matter just at all? Yeah, it matters. Yeah, like, you want guys to have his back. And, again, for the most part, well, a couple of guys, 4 of 53, or 4 of 52, I guess to you don't fair, count we, him. we don't know. No, we don't. But it, there's, it there's could, like, a guess. It could be two. It could be half. Yeah. I, I think at that point you've lost the locker room. But like he, he, Tom Pelissero said he's lost some people. Some people, yeah. Yep. I Which think you would could, say could he's lost the locker room if it was half. But yeah, I, I think um, it's it's not like he's walking around printing out Bible quotes and handing them out to everybody in their locker every day. It's not like he's he's like going out of his way and really bothering people. So you're saying not a big deal in in the grand scheme of things. <sighs> I mean, it's kind of a big deal, like, but it's. Again, it's just tied to him not playing well. If he has played better, go away. But no, no, no. But how big of a deal is it right now? This report. Small. Small? Small. Okay, I, I think it's significant because um, we talk about leadership so much. And mm-hmm. where does where does leadership come from? Typically, it comes from two places. Your head coach and your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Where does the identity of your team come from? It comes from either your head coach or mm-hmm. your quarterback. True. And the Broncos have so desperately just wanted and needed that quarterback and they got him in Russ. Mm-hmm. And if he's losing the locker room, that means he's lo- losing his, his his leadership. Mm-hmm. Again, to what extent, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that this is coming out in week 13 yep. of his first season does concern me. It, it does concern me. Yeah. But again, like, 
it'll all be right back if they win. You know, and it's probably too late to totally save it this season unless you win out or go 5 and 1 or something like that. But but I don't look at this as something that says like, "Oh yeah, it's all it's all over for Russ." Like I, I it's it, it is directly correlated just with winning games. And if he loses more games and doesn't put up numbers, it'll keep getting worse. If he starts winning games and and puts up good numbers, it'll get better. And I think it's just like a, a pure one-to-one correlation. And that's why this this part of it, I I, I guess it's, it matters, of course, but I don't think it's separate in any way from just his overall performance on the field. I think the two are just tied totally together. Like, I don't think anybody stands by a quarterback who isn't playing well. I just think a big difference is once these, in my opinion, once these issues rise... They, they will never go away. And we saw that so? in Seattle. No, because Russ went to the playoffs eight of his ten years there, and there were still these issues during that time. Yeah. He was winning. He, he was the most winning quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. But once these issues arised, they just never went away. Now, when they weren't winning, the issues got bigger, and they, yeah. got, they got a lot more uh, – uh, um, media and recognition and players were more willing to speak out against it. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, Henry, I, I honestly thought it was going to be th- three to five years until any of this started coming out. And then as long as they won, it, w- it was going to be manageable. So mm-hmm. that's what scares me. And and it's okay that we're on different terms totally. with this. And, and the winning will certainly, certainly help. But very interesting. I mean, Justin Simmons was asked about it. Nathaniel Hackett was asked about mm-hmm. it. You can go read my story over at thednvr.com. And if you think that this is going to impact this Sunday's game in a good way or a bad way, go check out DraftKings Sportsbook where you can get mm. in on this Line yesterday, last time I checked, was eight and a half. Broncos were underdogs by over plus 300 in order to pick them to win. If you think this is the rallying cry that this group needed and they're all going to rally around Mm -hmm. Russ and show that they're in it for Russ and they're going to win this game, you can get some great odds over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And speaking of great odds, you can bet $5 on any NFL team to win this weekend. And if they do... $150 $150 free dollars in your account just like that. You can use that free money right away on anything to help get your account started. That's for new customers over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up in order to get $150 in free bets by placing a $5 bet on any NFL team to win. That's promo code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook, and make sure to see our show notes for details. Yep, and uh, if you... Don't get insurance through maybe your job or through your parents or wherever. Get on over to Denver Health Medical. It's a great solution for people in Denver who need health insurance but just don't have you know a, a natural place to get it. Um, they offer plans that are less expensive than any other on the marketplace, which makes them a very cost-effective option. They also come with... Uh, Um, vision and dental at no extra cost. They have mental health perks in there as well that come as part of your uh, regular copay. And uh, they they have 10 locations, 10 locations around Denver, including their primary hospital, which is right here in town as well. Uh, You can call direct at 303-602-4912 to sign up, or you can go online to denverhealthmedicalplan.org. The current window right now runs from november 1st to january 15th if you sign up by december 15th your coverage will begin on january 1st call today 303-602-4912 or visit 
denverhealthmedicalplan.org. Boom, there we go. And let's hop into the comment section, talk to the people. And first, over at thednvr.com, is coming in from Cosmo Kelly. He says, remember when I suggested Russ isn't who we thought he was and he was showing signs of being washed? Mm -hmm. And Mace laughed me off the pod and refused <laughs> to entertain my comment. I hate to be right because I am a Broncos fan through and through, but maybe I deserve an apology, LOL. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, certainly looks like you were right now in terms of especially, and unfortunately, mm -hmm. the on-field stuff. So far, it's, oh, yeah. it's it, now, of course, there's more blame to go around than just Russ, but I can't look <laughs> at what Russ has done in these first 10 games that he's played and say that I don't see signs of decline. Totally. I mean, totally. You see the second part of the comment, also, everyone wants to poop on Jerry, but it's clear that he's our best player. The team is better with him. I don't know about best. Best? It's Pat. Offensive player? Best healthy? offensive player that's healthy, yep. I mean, I he's I he's so. in the conversation. I feel I, like there's like five guys right there that you could be like, yeah, yeah, sure. I would take Jerry as the best offensive player when healthy right now. Now, with Jerry Judy's story now, is you do mm -hmm. have to say when healthy because yep. he has been banged up. Uh, in his first three seasons. And that's still assuming, like, Javante isn't healthy right. and stuff well, like right that. Right now, Javante's yeah. not healthy. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess a guy that could play today. I saw Garrett Bowles out the facility today. He's uh -huh. wearing a boot and in crutches, so obviously that's a guy that you couldn't pick there. That is also true. All right, next one coming in from Peyton Manning. YT says, I wouldn't even mind your ludicrous plan to trade Russ and go 0-17 next year with Caleb Williams and five-ish second-round picks Peyton can draft. You can fire him after that if you so please. At the very least, it will give a reason to why the Broncos are terrible when the other doctors in my hospital say, Broncos country, let's cry. Oh. Omaha and cheers. Man, that's sad. That is really sad. Again, though, like, there's no way it happens. There's just no way. Like, it's a terrible plan. It, 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 it's just a bad idea. But it's so easy to sit here and say, like, yeah, if you could just take one bad year and then reset with Caleb Williams and all that cap space. Like, it just sounds so appealing compared to where the Broncos are right now. And also just the unknown of a rookie quarterback, especially top rookie quarterback, is always just so enticing. Oh, yeah. He could turn out like Baker Mayfield. He could also turn out uh, He's better be, than be Baker. a true success. He's better than Baker. I, I agree. But, I mean, I'm just talking. He could be a number one pick that doesn't truly True. live up to it. True. Bronco Sensei says, watching these games makes my eyes bleed. Carson Wentz hasn't played since week six and still has more touchdown passes than Russ. I get laughed at by Jets fans on a daily basis. All that being said, I will be flying in for the Chiefs game and look forward to seeing the bar and getting to take part in the tailgate. May all our eyes bleed together as misery loves company Broncos country. Let's cry, Hank. Back to back, yep. let's cries. That's tough. That is one, tough. One win would go such a long way. Like, wouldn't it be nice just to have, like, this, again, this is not a prediction, uh -huh. but if the Broncos just go out and it's 35 to 10, they beat the Ravens, we just get to have one week of, like, oh, maybe it isn't all that bad. It would, it would it help. It would go such a long way. Especially a good win like that. Exactly. You know, if they beat the Rams and they're without Matthew Stafford, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. well, that's a win. If they beat the Chiefs, they beat the Ravens exactly. on the road. Yeah, eight and a half point dogs. And it's like, okay, that, that's kind of a rallying cry. Yep. And then we could see some of these issues yep. temporarily go away at least. Just one day where we could talk about, like, it's, did the Broncos just find the, the game plan for next year? Did they right. finally figure out how to make Russ work? Yep. 
Wouldn't that be nice? It would be. We'll see. David says this is the right plan. You guys kept mentioning that the Broncos would field half a legit NFL roster with 40% of the cap going toward Russ. Who wouldn't be on the team? But that, but with how much salary they have on IR right now, they really aren't that far off from $80 million of salary not playing right now. And they've still been competitive. Obviously, we wouldn't be great next year, but I think y'all are overstating how awful we'd be. I'm in favor of plan, trade Russ, and tank for Caleb. Yeah, I mean, there's... You could, you could look at just, like, the list of players you get back. You know... You would have Javante. Well, actually, we'd put him on injured reserve. Yep. Uh, you you would have Tim Patrick. Um, you wouldn't have Garrett Bowles. Uh, who else is big that they lost? And 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 that that's kind of the thing that that I was Darby's thinking gone. of uh, is you aren't you had a lot of these players for a mm-hmm. couple of games. Remember the Broncos started two and one. Yep. They had a lot of these players that they've lost to IR in those first three games. Yep. You take all of those guys away for the first three games, Hank. They very well could be zero and three. Again, I mean, they, yeah. they squeaked by the Texans. Uh, who, <laughs> mm-hmm. who was week three? They, they literally beat the 49ers by one point. Mm-hmm. They could be 0-3, and, and we're talking about a one-win team. So yep. I don't think we're overstating how uh, just how far off they would be. I agree. I definitely agree, especially, like, we're talking about bringing Brett Rippon, where it's like, sure, Russ hasn't been great. You're downgrading a quarterback, though. Yeah. There's nobody arguing that. And I think just across the roster, I mean, they, they'd be bad. As Mace pointed out today, Drake May, not the end of the world if you wind up number two. Number two, yep, there you go. (laughs) Coach Tobin says, my boys, I want to give you big kudos to you guys. You have covered the team through these miserable years, put up with clown commenters like me, and all the while produce great fun content. It's why we keep coming back for more. You are the best. That means so much. Thank you, Coach Mm -hmm. Tobin. Says, what if we ran it back with everything we have now? Take a good look at the roster and spend a ton, and I mean a ton, on the offensive side. Let Draymond go and the other pieces and spend that (laughs) money on the offense. I'd rather have a quality tackle and center than give my defensive tackle 20 million plus. Also, get a true fullback in this offense. I'm going to keep pushing back on the true fullback thing. Andrew Beck at this point is a fullback. He was playing fullback in college even. Yeah. That guy's a fullback. I mean, I, I agree with you. Okay, do you? Yes. I know. I, it's, it's like one of those things where it's it's because they listed him as a tight end and right. still do that this is what happens when you do that. He's playing fullback more than tight end. Has he? Uh, yeah, he's hardly played any tight end. They'll line him up the, out there occasionally, but, yeah, but, but, but he's not, a fullback. But not much. Um, if you want to say get a, a better fullback, then there you go. there's your case. Sure, yep. sure. <laughs> and, and Coach, you, you, you say let's run it back with what we have now. But then you essentially say tear down the defense and build up the offense. So you're you're not running yeah. it back, but you you'd be doing a huge philosophical change. It, it reminds me of kind of the inverse of what mm-hmm. the Broncos did after Super Bowl Fifty Eight or Super Bowl Forty Eight when they kind of said, okay, we're going to take away from this offense in order to give to the defense. And th- John Elway did a masterful job doing that. Really. Yep in two off seasons and really over one off season, that's what you would be doing this year. And I'm all for that. If you want to compete year in and year out, you have to have the (laughs) offense. You can win occasionally on defense, but to be consistent, you got to win on offense. And so I'm all for really tearing down the defense as much as you can in order Mm -hmm. to give it to the offense. Yep. And and there's a couple ways to do that. Um, You know, right now you look at this 13 million in salary cap for next year. You also have guys like Draymond and a whole list of others. Dalton Reisner, who who need new contracts if you want to keep him. You know, you can save ten million bucks moving on from Ronald Darby. There's a couple things like that. For the most part, if you want to save money, it's you know, cut Garrett Bowles. Right. You you, you cut 
uh, Graham Glasgow, which, again, you could still upgrade if you wanted to do those things, but there isn't a lot of way to take away defense unless you're talking about like restructuring contracts and working along the edges. Trading Justin Simmons. That's on that eight million bucks right there. If you did it, eight mil plus a second round pick potentially, especially You'd if probably you're not get, desperate I in think order second, to get rid of yep, him. Yep. Yep. So things like that will be uh, up for consideration potentially. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel, I've got to get better. Hackett says, did it feel <laughs> like they were trying to get Russ's three hundredth touchdown pass on their lone scoring drive this past week, or was it just me? Are we concerned about Brandon McMahon? It seems like he's about to fall off a cliff. Also, RK's hangover cure has to be Pedialyte packs before you go. To sleep that night nope always been my savior p.s formerly orange is the new sack well what's up orange is the new sack um (laughs) did it feel like they were trying to force russ to get his 300 touchdown pass i don't think so i didn't feel like that either it just there were a lot of passes but it makes sense that was one of the most miserable touchdown drives oh god i've ever seen because there's always a little bit of joy in a touchdown drive and the joy that we got from that was brandon johnson getting his first one but i mean Oh, my God. Did it feel like they did not deserve that? Totally. Yeah, no, that was that was rough. It, w- it was very that was rough. rough. It was rough. Um, BMAC falling off a cliff or about to fall off a cliff. I kind of think he's right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's we're talking about needing money to, to fix the offense. <laughs> That's uh, it's not a lot of money. I think you save uh, two million, four million, two million. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's not a lot. There's no reason not to do it. Yep. I mean, he just hasn't been good enough. Yeah. It's simple as that. I, I completely agree. Um, next one coming in from our friend Broncos Only says, This podcast made me laugh so hard listening to a befuddled RK lament how we are now discussing how to get rid of Wilson in November after partying when he arrived in March. This team sucks, and when you suck, it helps if you can laugh at yourself. Exactly. We laugh so we don't cry, right, Henry? Sure says, do. seeing and listening to Hackett and Wilson week after week saying, we're going to look at everything, blah, blah, blah. It's so frustrating. It's time for them to just fess up that they <laughs> suck. I'm serious. It would be great for Hackett to just say, well, the problem is I suck and I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll never quit because I'm a fighter. Broncos country, let's laugh. Oh, okay. There we go. That's a little he better. even got you laughing in that comment, Henry. Uh, I mean, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I suck and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, it, that's not gonna happen. I mean, he's he's not saying the I suck part, but this week he's saying it. It starts with me. Oh yeah, we're not doing well, and it starts with me. That's yep. as close to a coach falling mm-hmm. on the sword time yes. and time again that that you're gonna get. I mean, I, I yep. do give credit totally. to Nathaniel Hackett, and personally. I feel bad for him when he's up on the podium, especially like Mondays after a game, and he's just getting peppered in literally every answer. He's saying, yep, that's bad, and it starts with me. I, yep. I, I he, He's fallen on the sword, and over now and I over. understand people are like, I don't feel bad for him. He's getting paid tons of money, mm-hmm. and if he gets fired, he gets his whole contract. In a general sense, yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel bad. He's in a great spot. I would a, trade a, positions with him. Yes, a better spot than, you know, point zero one or 99.99% yep. of the country. But, like... The guy is owning it week after week. Yeah. I mean, that's just... I mean, he's wanted to do this his entire life. Yeah. Like, since he was a child. This yeah. is all he's ever yeah. wanted. Yeah, and it's going like this. It. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, there's the money side of it. That's that's just how America works. It's like, oh, <laughs> uh, no, he's fine. He has money. It's like, he doesn't have feelings. Yeah. And, he and has on, money. And honestly, I feel... I mean, it was Russell Wilson's birthday yesterday. 
And our, know, in our pod topic, we didn't we didn't mean to, but the pod topic was, you know, can they get rid of him? And then this yeah. report comes out, and then, uh, you know, he has a birthday party, and who knows if it was. Meant, I know it was meant in a good way, but uh-huh. some people spun it as a bad way when Mike Kliss reported that uh, yep. s- he had a birthday party and half of his teammates showed up. And yeah. Mike is reporting in, in, in it on a way of, um, you know, it's great. Half his teammates showed up. That's a lot of people. And then the other people are like, e- even like you have national networks writing, like only half of Russell Wilson's teammates showed up. I mean, I feel I know. the guy is trying and, and that's what oh, sucks. Yeah. And now it's, it's sports, so the end result is what matters. Yeah. But like when talking about this, I'm like, damn, these are good guys. I yes. feel bad for him. Russ spent his birthday yesterday uh, at, at the hospital visiting patients. <laughs> yeah, it's man, that's that's why everyone wants them to succeed. Not only yes. because it's good for the Broncos, but they're good guys. And just so far, it's been anything but. Exactly. Like you feel bad for Russ too. Like yeah. you feel horrible for Russ. Again, you would trade places with Russ for sure, <laughs> yeah. but. Again, like you feel bad for him. That's just so tough to go through. Yeah. Again, like just it was a nice happy story today when he talked about the birthday. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Sierra told me we were she was just gonna have like a, a little family dinner, showed up and it's a big surprise party and <laughs> all the guys are there with like their girlfriends and all that. Like it's that's not somebody who's lost the team. You know? Like, are there a couple guys who are upset? Are there a couple guys who think he's washed? I mean, everybody thinks he's washed. Everybody. It's just it's just the only conclusion you can draw right now. But it's no, you feel bad for him. Yeah. You feel bad for him. Yeah. Also, you would trade places with him. In <laughs> you a definitely would. Next one from Chahuha says, after watching Caleb Williams tape, I can't get the trade Russ and tank <laughs> out of my mind. For decades, we have been bad, but not bad enough to get the top quarterback on the board. If the Jets would be willing to entertain a trade, would it be feasible to swap Russ for Zach Wilson? He sucks about as much as the rest of the season, but would reset for both quarterbacks and a much more upside option than Rippon. His chapter with the Jets seems over. Thoughts? Um, I have a lot of thoughts. The big one is that, yes, he has more upside than Rippon. If the idea is to do this as part of the plan to tank for Caleb Williams, you're not too worried about upside. No. I also... Your upside is Caleb Williams. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You, don't, you don't want to wind up with four wins, you know? But uh, I, I, I don't believe in Zach Wilson. He's ha- he seems to have a bad attitude. Like, that, I, I don't like saying that when I've watched him play like three games and a lot yeah. is just like reading what other people say. Yeah, yeah. But it does seem like there's just some bad vibes. There. Like there, there's the stuff where whatever the, the other quarterback is on the sideline and he's going over the, the tape, um, the clips during the game with Flacco and Streveler who's on the practice squad and the quarterback's coach. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson's just on the other side of the field not paying attention. It's like, just get in there. Just get in there. Like, so, I don't know. He's talented. Maybe he figures it out. I, I, meh, I'm not interested. No, I'm, I'm definitely not interested in Zach Wilson. I also don't think that the Jets would do this. And the reason is they don't want to go from one Zach Wilson to another, which is the way that, that, uh, uh, that Russ is playing a little bit this True. year, and have a huge financial uh, up- upgrade that they'd have to pay Russ. Now, it wouldn't be uh-huh. the $80 million, but it'd still be $20 million, $25 million. Totally. I don't think that's the way that they would want to go, but I, I think it's a, f- a fun question. Nash Bronco says, Hi, fellas. The only reason I think the tank plan is even in the realm of possibility is because this <laughs> ownership is mostly non-football people. They even True. admitted it. I have a feeling the injuries will be 
the reason enough to bring the big three back Ooh. next year, Hackett, Russ, and George Payton. And that's not being talked about enough. The rest of this season is all about figuring out what parts of the scheme Russ thrives in and building on that, hopefully with some receivers coming back from injury. <laughs> I saw a report that Hackett has not lost the locker room, but Russ has. What do you guys mm-hmm. think of this? What does Russ need to do to rally this team behind him completely? Well, you certainly like yeah, this podcast. Yeah, we've covered that then. one. We've covered that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Says, thanks for the fun pod yesterday. You guys are the only bright spot in my football fandom. It's sad that daydreaming about what the Broncos can do and the future is more fun than what's going on midseason. I understand that the full tank, <clears throat> excuse me, that the full tank and rebuild is highly unlikely, but it's probably what needed to be done or what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. We have struggled for years since the, since the Super Bowl, and avoiding rebuild has cost us years of fun football. We need to stop retreading old quarterbacks and just commit to finding our guy. That may be easier said than done, and we aren't having much success since Manning on vet quarterbacks either. It's time to do the hard thing and start over. The thought of next year's trying to fix things with Rush just, burm, just bums me out. I'm sorry, that's what she said. She's going to be bummed out next year yep. again. You just have to hope there's something to to spark some excitement at the end of the year. Just a 35-point game just one week. You can say, like, ah, at least at least it's possible. Because yep. right now, just the way things are trending, it it's, it feels like it's going to be a really long offseason. The, the vibes before training camp are going to be at record lows. That's very true. Uh, on this pace. That's very on true. On this pace. And last one says, DJ's cut hair. And hey, speaking of that name, I got my hair cut yesterday. Yeah, says, nice. the Penners and Waltons have to be embarrassed that the team got flexed out of prime time, right? Not just that, but their entire fan base is rejoicing it. Sunday Night Football is where every owner wants their team playing. The national games are the only way for me to even watch Broncos games uh, being out of region. Not a good look all the way around. Thank you for the therapy sessions. Yeah. it's. I mean, yes, it's embarrassing to be flexed out of primetime, especially when it's the Chiefs. But it's, um, of course it happened. Like, the, the more embarrassing thing is that you're 3-8, and eight, you know, and that's why it happened. Yeah. And so, um, yes, it's embarrassing <laughs> On the whole list of embarrassing things that have happened this season, yeah, th- this won't blow over in a couple days. I mean, it, it, it'll it, come up again that Sunday. It stinks, and I think a good point brought up was uh, that the fans were all happy about it. You know, typically season <laughs> know. season ticket holders probably want to go to a Sunday oh, yeah. night game, and, or at least and, sell and their pe- tickets to it, right? And people want exactly, yeah, because yeah. tickets are a lot more expensive totally. for those, or want to spend their Sunday night. Watching yeah. the Broncos, looking all looking all day for for Sunday night, looking forward to it all day for that game. And now people are like, "Good, we don't want to be humiliated mm-hmm. because the internet has just killed the Broncos totally on primetime games so far." Just got a comment: one would be fool's gold. I would and, I would kill for fool's gold right now. Give me a week of fool's gold, I'd love it. And I mean, it is a good point when you were saying that, Henry. Before that comment came in, I was thinking, uh, man. Could, it, that that could be a Vic Fangio <laughs> false positive right there. It could be. It could be. Give me a false positive though. Just and, I just and, we need and, something. <laughs> and here's the reason why that would be okay. Whereas in a false positive, when you have Drew Locke and trying to decide whether to commit to him for True. the future or not, is you already committed to Russ. So yep. uh, a false positive doesn't change your plans with Russ moving no. forward. And let's say they were going to 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 take this all down mm-hmm. in the off season. They're not going to not do that because of one 35-point game. No, they know better than to do that. Yes. And it's that isn't going to save Nathaniel Hackett's job or anything no, like that. No, it wouldn't. Now, going 4-2 and two in the final six, 
probably would. But going two and four, they've already made up their mind. If they're going to fire him, they're going to do it at two and four uh, with a 35-point game in there or without a 35-point game yep. in there. And let's hit our super chat coming in from our guy, Jose. says, Bears and Falcons are eating 80-plus million in dead money in 2022. Bears even have Whitehair and Jackson uh, who mm. are comparable salaries to Bowles and Simmons. It can be done. Also, Sacks left with Chubb. That is true. Turns out Bradley Chubb is a, an impactful defensive player. Turns out Everett was right when he got on the podium uh, after trading Chubb. And we're like, so what are you going to miss about him? And he says, everything. <laughs> exactly. It's run stuffing, rushing the passer, off-field stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I guess your defensive coordinator does know something. Um, but yeah, I guess I just hope with the Broncos, they're not in a situation uh, where the rate where. Uh, yeah, the Raiders were after they traded Khalil Mack. Where in a year we're having the general manager come out and say like, mm-hmm. "Man, we need a pass rusher," because <laughs> exactly be tough. You just traded your guy. That is true. And on the cap space, the dead cap thing. Yes, those teams have massive dead cap, and it's like eighty million dollars. Russell, you trade him. It's eighty-two million dollars. You also have to factor in, you know, Justin Simmons. You trade him. It opens up eight million. That's another ten million in dead cap, though. Right. Like, right, and so right. that the total dead cap number is eighty. Then all of a sudden it's ninety. And then you have Garrett Bowles, and then it's a hundred. Yep. And then you have all these other guys we talked about. And yep. It just keeps going up and up. And they just have the natural, you know. Oh, we we have we signed these three veteran linemen who just didn't quite make the cut, so we had to cut them in training camp. Right. Another million in dead cap each. Right. You know, so that just pumps it up too. So, so, like, so you're right. Like having eighty million is feasible, and teams do yes. have it. But the Broncos would be over way more than eight. They much more. Yeah, much more. Eight. But again, I mean, it's not going to happen. You'd have to be insane to do it, to insane to think that anybody would do it. It it sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really nice. Oh man! And speaking of that, happy birthday, Russ! A yeah. belated happy birthday. I'm pulling for him. Uh, yeah, I think I think everyone. That's what everyone in Broncos yeah. country should be pulling for. Yep. We just haven't seen enough life, and we hope to see that soon. And there's a game this Sunday, and Henry and I are going to be breaking yes. it down starting tomorrow. We're going to give you all that you need to know. Give our final prediction. So make sure to stay tuned. If you're on YouTube, hit us with a thumbs up on the way out. If you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere for podcasts, we really appreciate it. His yep. with a five star review. Thank you all so much for rocking and rolling with us today. We will be back with you tomorrow. And watch out, we may be flexed. So stay tuned. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Have a great night.
Cottonwood Mine